Hey y'all, what's up? It's Nicole. And I'm Devon. And we are the hosts of the Relationally Awkward Podcast. We are so excited to be back with you guys. And no, we're excited about this episode. Um, but before we get started, Devon, how do we feel? It's been interesting, to, to say the least. It, it's been interesting so far. Um, it's been busy, but it's also been sort of slow at the same time, if that makes sense. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, it's been overall interesting. How about yours? Um, it's actually been a little rough so far. It's been a little rough. Um, this year has been amazing so far. Um, you know, we're just in February. Um, but I would say, like, within the past three, two weeks, it's definitely been a little rough. But, you know, we yeah, gotta get up, wake up every single day, get things, and keep it moving. So, <laughs> Sometimes it's like a daily thing. You just gotta take it day by day. But you know what though? It's February. It's Black History Month, and I'm excited. I know you're excited as well because this is the time that we come together and we celebrate our history. You know, and a lot of the contributions and the impact that we've made, and that our ancestors have made throughout history in society. But here's the crazy thing. There was an article that sort of came across um, my DMs and Instagram, and it was talking about how a Utah school made Black History Month optional. They later then reversed itself, but here's sort of like the, the backstory of it all. So the Maria Montessori Academy, a charter school in North Ogden, allowed parents to opt their children, uh, their students, excuse me, out of uh, the Black History curriculum. But after an outcry and discussions with the parents, it changed uh, course. So this was like sort of crazy to me just because of the fact that for me, we were never able to opt out of history at all. So the fact that people are given the option to opt out of Black History Month is like absolutely ludicrous to me. Absolutely, because when you think about it, when was the last time we were able to opt out of any of our history classes where we know it's really not the true history of how we got here. So in no way, shape, or form are we allowed to even opt out for any reasons, even for religious reasons. And so for them to even have the opportunity for however long, I don't care if it was like 30 seconds to opt their children out of those um, celebrations for Black History Month when we only get one month out of the year anyway. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Um, And I think it's just, it just really shows you how privileged many people are. (laughs) Like, most white people are. Like, how privileged they are and how they utilize their privilege. I think that it also shows, like, how close-minded some are as well. Because, I mean, and then this even sort of, like, I mean, we already saw racism, like, never before, you know, with 45 when he came into presidency. And we saw how things sort of unfolded with his presidency and had all the, the riots. We had a lot of the, the protests going. Um but I think that this takes it even further because it's like you're not even trying to like open up yourself to learn about somebody else's history other than your own. So then it makes me think like, are you now trying to, like, how are you raising your kids? Like, are you trying to 
sort of like instill just only their history into them and nobody else's or like it, it sort of brings up so many different questions um, but Micah um, Hirakawa who is the director of Maria Montessori Academy in North Ogden he basically stated that he could not really release how many parents sort of took that option to opt their kids out of the Black History curriculum but just the fact that it seemed to be a number of parents who made that decision to do that. It's just, it's wild to me because it's like, for me, if I guess the way that I look at it is, is if I were someone who was white and I had kids, I would want them to learn about somebody else's history, you know, to understand sort of, you know, the oppression that they face, you know, the thing, the obstacles that they've had to face and everything like that to get a better understanding of their culture and get a better understanding of how they think and, and everything like that. So the fact that you decide to not want your kids to learn about that, that, I mean, that it, it, it begs, you know, me to ask so many other questions. So even though initially they, you know, had that option to opt students out of Black History curriculum, after some discussion, they... Uh, essentially reversed the decision um, and uh, Mr. Hirakawa, Hirakawa excuse me, um, basically stated that there was now full participation in its Black History activities um, after having that discussion with the parents. So that's a good thing. And even though there's now full participation with everything, it still doesn't negate the fact that there were still parents out there who wanted to originally remove their students from the curriculum in the first place. You know, when I when I first heard about this um, the situation and um, just the privilege that was used um, specifically in Utah, of course we see it in other places as well. But on this level, um, it just really makes me think of how easy they have it. Like people of color, black and brown folks, like we work so hard, we strive so hard to have so many different types of opportunities but in no way ever would we be presented with the opportunity to opt out of something um to either unlearn something or to prevent our children from um learning you know um about something that doesn't necessarily apply to us and that's also false but we also have to take the opportunity at home um to educate our children with the correct information and so when I, again when I hear about the situation I'm just like we would never be able to get away with that like there's so many things we can we would never have the opportunity to even be presented with an opportunity like this and so yeah it just really makes me again just think like wow they have it so easy like so much easier so much easier um but one thing I've always said, even throughout the years, I'm like, when I do choose to, you know, start a family and have children, one thing my children will know is where they come from. They will have a great understanding um, of how beautiful and strong and intelligent and remarkable they are and their ancestors were. Um, like they will see so much black history, you know, inside and outside of our household and really just embrace the beauty of who they are. But 
again we will also have to have those conversations like this is what privilege is this is what it looks like when you're in these situations you may have to act this way when people see you this is what they see this is what they expect like again having to have multi-level conversations good and bad concerning our culture and who we are i now non-people of color they don't know how to go through what we go through and it's sad it is I, I think what was interesting though when I was reading the article from the New York Times was um, it stated that North Ogden has a population of more than 20,500 people more than 95, 94% excuse me of whom are white According to the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, black residents account for less than 0.8% of the population. And just that number alone, I feel like that's even more reason that the students should learn about black history, especially those who are white, since they make up 94% of the entire population in North Ogden. They should definitely learn about uh, black history because they need to know about black residents who live among them and for those who may be coming um to live in that area you know they need to know about the, the history um so I, I i just think that it's it's sad that this was even a thing that they had the option to be able to do this in the first place um one thing for me that i will say though is is that with you know black history curriculum i don't know exactly what that all entails you know what the exact curriculum looks like but for me one of the things that i would hope that they would have in there is a lot of the contributions um and the impact that that culture has had on society throughout the years because i think that that's very right. important right and, and not just i know i was just gonna say like <clears throat> excuse me how i know different school systems use different types of books as well and so who's to say they may have a smaller um uh level book that they utilize and i don't want to say a smaller level but just a smaller book or you know a book that doesn't really have as much um black history in it uh, concerning us and what we've done um and how we basically built these lands and built the schools um for them to be able to sit in um you know they may touch on some things due to the reversal of the um of the opportunity that they gave them originally um concerning opting out but they may not you know either spend enough time or they may not share as much information concerning black history i think that's really sad the other thing i was going to say was i remember um when i um was sent to utah for a few weeks when i was in the military um it was myself and one other black person who was um there amongst you know my other uh white battle but excuse me battle buddies and i remember like us being the only two black people in our hotel i remember going to the different stores and different areas now keep in mind we were on a military base but there was still like a good number of people there i remember like not really seeing any black people at all like at all military base or not driving through you know different areas as well to get back and forth um even coming from the airport like i do not really remember seeing any black people at all 
And so to have that experience, and again, now here <laughs> that they had the opportunity to opt their white students out of learning about black history, if anything, they need it out there. Like they definitely need it. So yeah, it, again, it's, it's definitely shocking, but it's not shocking as well. It, yeah, and I understand that. Um, going back to like an earlier statement that you made as far as like telling it, you know, telling history the right way, I think it's very important. Um, you know, obviously not just for them to know our history, but for us to also know our history the right way as well. Because I think that growing up, and I think that you can speak on this too, we weren't always told, you know, like history the right way, you know, or we weren't told the full story you know um and i don't think that a lot of us even within our own community know just how much of an impact that those who came before us had on society you know and i'm not just talking about black inventors i'm talking about black poets writers you know scientists you know uh people black activists uh black politicians you know people you know black who are in like the different areas of society they've all made major contributions to society in some way shape form or fashion that has caused society to flourish and continue on the way that it is but of course at the end of the day we the sad part about it is we only get one month out of the year to celebrate that when in reality we should be celebrating this every single day and then even when we're learning about our history, you know, whether it be Black History Month or whether it be, you know, one chapter out of the entire history book, it's, I feel like we should have more um, history taught um, about our past and our culture. Absolutely. It really makes me think about, like, looking at social media, like, for example, Instagram. And how you always uh, now see people saying like, oh, you know, support black businesses. It was definitely high um, in demand around uh, Black Friday. Of course, we heard like support black businesses, support black businesses. And now that we've moved into Black History Month, it's like, you know, support black businesses, support, you know, black companies and things like that. When it's like, we shouldn't just do it on special occasions. We shouldn't just do it during Black History Month. Like we should do it every single month. And even with appreciating, like you said, like not just inventors, but poets. I remember um, when I began forensics, uh, for those who don't know what forensics is, it basically gives students the opportunity to choose from over uh, 18 different categories in school, middle school and high school, to compete um, for, you know, making it between first and third place on multi occasions, actually winning first place um, on a special occasion. And all these different things, but really having the opportunity, like, to really just enjoy doing poetry, doing spoken word. But again, not everybody knows about forensics. Not everybody knows about um, or takes advantage of the opportunities to, you know, speak or learn about, you know, our history um, concerning all things that we've done, all things that we've written, like. It's, it's just absolutely amazing to see what we do know, what we don't know, what's underrated, what's overrated <laughs> uh, a lot of times. Like, it, it's really important to dig and de- dig deep when it comes to learning about who we are, where we originate from, and how things are in relation to where we are today. Like, 
we can even start with some of the basics like the great migration like and and why you know certain states and certain cultures have accents you know we see it all the time especially when we look at music like oh this person sounds southern this person you know sounds like this sounds like that well when you look at the root of that where they come from where their family came from how they migrate migrated there and whatnot like you can really just learn the, the basics of who we are and the beauty of who we are just starting you know there so yeah i think it's really important i think um even to have um black history in the household like i remember going to um different relatives homes and like even you know growing up with my mother like seeing african art and african statues and you know all those different things different paintings on the walls and just seeing the beauty of who we are you know they might not have been able to teach us everything concerning black history but they made sure that we embrace the beauty of who we are you know so i think that's really important exactly and, and, and it is important because the thing is like i feel like if we don't know the impact that you know we've had on society that those who came before us have had on society i don't think that we will ever really truly come into our own identities and our own selves and realize the impact that we can have on society now because yeah there were greats who came before us but there are greats who are living right now who don't even know what's really locked up on the inside of them and in the potential that they have to like really create change and do something major in life um because a lot of people a lot of us in the black community we, we sort of look down on ourselves and we have this some of us we have this sort of like inferiority complex and the truth of the matter is is that right. we are great people we really are you know and if you look at history we and i mean just to be honest we were the ones who really help to shape society and keep things going i think it's important to know our history um because then it'll be able to at least unlock something on the inside of you to show you know absolutely on your own life absolutely absolutely i'm so glad that we're you know again having this conversation um because it really just makes us think it makes us reflect and you know reminds us to just embrace you know again the beauty of who we are um one thing that we always get to talk about you know on our podcast is hard truths and i think some of what we just talked about is definitely in relation to hard truths um but you know we'll go ahead and touch on that a little bit more um devon what's your hard truth for this, this week So mine is sort of in relation to uh, Black History Month, but it's it's pushing through obstacles. Um, and I think it's important for us to know that we're going to have obstacles there for our entire life. You know, there, there's not going to be one period, one phase of our life where we're not going to have obstacles. There's always going to be some sort of opposition that's there that's going to stop us from moving ahead in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, and I think that it's important for us to know that we have to push through those obstacles, whether it be, you know, uh, racial barriers, whether it be barriers to your own age, your own gender, whatever it is, we have to push through these obstacles because otherwise we stay stagnant. And I remember someone told me years ago, uh, they said that you either need to be moving forward or you either need to be digressing because either way you're moving. But once you stand still, 
you're dead because the only thing that does not move is dead and so there has to be continual movement in our lives so whatever obstacle or whatever opposition that you face regardless of how big or how small it is we have to push past these obstacles um and we have to sort of trek on um because there's people out there who are waiting for us to you know start a business there are people out there waiting for us to you know sort of step into that that position that we're supposed to step into there's people out there waiting for us and in in some way you know for us to sort of like realize you know sort of like the potential of the greatness that is on our lives so that they can then ahead and, and push past their own obstacles I, I think one, one of the things that we don't realize is that people are watching us you know whether we know that they are or not whether we're cognizant of that or not people are watching us and if we if they if we can show them that we can push past these things that sort of hold us back these barriers then they will have sort of the motivation and encouragement to then push past their own sort of obstacles and and barriers and uh, ceilings and everything like that. So I think it's important for us to know, push past these obstacles. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. Um, nothing worth fighting for is, is going to be easy anyway. But you got to push past these obstacles regardless. So that's that's my hard truth. What about you, Nicole? Something I want to talk about is we all have to start somewhere. We all have to start somewhere. I think of course we've all heard um don't despise small beginnings um but i think many times we overlook our processing and we overlook the small things um like just starting somewhere starting from the beginning um so many times we can be in such a race to get there but it's really important to like you say all the time enjoy the journey we have to embrace every step that we have to take because it's ultimately going to get us um, exactly where we need to be like even during this time reflecting um and starting you know when it comes to you know again black history like for those of us who may not know enough um concerning black history or may know very little it's really important to take the time start somewhere like go ahead and google go ahead and watch a movie on netflix concerning black history like it's several things out there um just go ahead start somewhere um and take the first step because it's really important like what you don't want to do is miss the necessary steps that's going to get you to where you want to be um because you can miss you can really miss something that's very important um so yeah we all got to start somewhere starting point and like you said before despise not the days of small beginnings um you know we all start off small and eventually it grows to something big um and to that point we're actually gonna go and start into purpose and every episode we talk about purpose um because we feel like it's important for our audience to know you know not only what your purpose is but you know how do you then sort of like begin to operate in your purpose um so what i'm gonna talk about today is reflecting on the journey um i think so many times we have such a focus on like the current moment which is not bad 
because you know we are supposed to sort of like enjoy the moments that we're in but i think that we can have such a focus on that that we don't reflect on sort of like how far that we've come you know some people are either focused on the future and sort of like where they're going that it's like you're in such a race to like get to you know this sort of singular destination um and we forget that there's this whole other journey that we've already trekked to get to like where we are right now and i think sometimes we can have sort of this attitude that you know well what impact have i really made you know what have i really done in my life and some of us we look at our age and we say you know I've, I'm, I'm getting older and you know, I haven't done this yet and I haven't done that yet, but I think when we start actually really reflecting on the journey and really just meditate on how far we've come, we'll actually realize that we've had a much greater impact and much bigger impact on not just other people's lives, but in society as a whole, once we really look at where we've come from, you know, and, and that journey that it took to get us to where we are right now, you know, like you it wasn't just you know one day you turn 32 or one day you just turn 55 and then you know all of a sudden now your life begins you know no you've had life that whole time and you've done so many different things and so many great things you know in that time span but sometimes it takes for us to like really sit back and sort of like think back on what those things are you know and that's my sort of like homework for you all that are listening right now you know really sit down take some time and write out you know things that you've done in the past you know and you'll actually start to almost feel better about sort of like where you are right now um instead of thinking with this mindset of you know i haven't done much or you know there's still so much i have to do which is true but at the end of the day look at all the things that you've done it does motivate you to then continue to push forward and continue to sort of like continue that journey on to the destination um and if by some chance you have nothing to write down then this might be a cue for you or a signal for you to actually start doing the things that you want to do right now Know, the, the impact that you want to have on society, the change that you want to see, you can start that right now. You don't have to wait to start it. But I think it's important for us to all reflect on the journey um, and how far that we've come because then it will help to sort of make sense of where we are and then where we're going. So, Nicole, what is your purpose statement? And you know what? I just thought about it too. Like, a lot of people have watched Homecoming by Beyonce on Netflix, but probably have never heard Lift Every Voice and Sing until then. That's the sad part. That's the sad part. I think that was um, super dope. Um, yeah, I think that was super dope. And you definitely shared a lot of great tips as well. Um, one thing I want to talk about is it costs too much to backtrack. Um, I think so many times, like, again, like I was talking about before, like starting somewhere, we start somewhere, we start moving forward, and then sometimes we want to backtrack or we want to, like, stop where we are. Whether it be due to fear, whether it be due to so many different things that are taking place in our lives, especially during this time of COVID, but it costs too much to backtrack. It costs too much. It's too costly. It is absolutely too costly for us to go back um, to an old place, for us to go back 
to an old mindset for us to go back um, to just things that really don't benefit us anymore. Like it's important to stay the course and stay on track. There's so much to look forward to, whether it feels like it right now or not. Like there's so much to look forward to. Though. We have to keep moving. We have to keep moving forward. We have to continue to, um, you know, take chances. We have to just continue to move um, and not stay where we are. Yes, it's important to take moments to rest. It's important to take moments to, um, you know, get our footing um, and take a breath. But whatever we do, we cannot backtrack. We cannot backtrack. And it's really important to continue to move forward. So that's what I got for purpose. But we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. Um, as you can see, we're trying not to make our episodes too, too long. <laughs> we appreciate you guys <laughs> hanging in there with us and just for supporting us. Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to see um, how you guys have definitely supported us. We've actually been doing this for almost a year now. Man, that is crazy. Like, that's been going by so fast. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and for rolling with us and hanging with us. We look forward to episode number four for this season. And we will talk to you guys soon. For those of you that don't already, feel free to follow us on Instagram under Relationally Awkward. Um, and you can also check out our website, www.relationallyawkward.com. There you can keep up to date with um, just different things that we have going on individually as well. Uh, we both are working on some amazing things and have amazing things coming up. And um, yeah, go ahead and follow us and we will talk to you guys soon.